You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu, and we are doing our NFL picks this Thursday morning. We got a full slate of 16 games going. Every single team has gone through their bye week now. We are in that final home stretch of the season where teams are starting to get eliminated from the playoffs. And a lot is going on. Really good matchups, some really important matchups that'll probably decide positioning in the playoffs here, starting with tonight's game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. So there's a lot for us to get into. So let's not cut or take too much time here and cut right to the chase and start with our picks for the week. So I'm sitting at 120 and 86. Had a pretty strong week last week with predictions going 10 and 4. Let's try to keep that rolling. Uh, Before we get going, make sure you like the video. Of course, if you enjoy what we're doing here, hit that subscribe button. And also, if you did not see Urban Meyer out as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have a State of the Jaguars video that's going to be coming out probably tomorrow or the day after where I'll be discussing the Jaguars and just kind of where they are along with a few other teams that are also eliminated from playoff contention already. But pretty surprising stuff. Um, I was expecting it to probably go until the end of the season, but at this point, you know, better sooner than later in this situation here. It, just nothing good was coming out of it, so unbelievable stuff. But let's make some picks, shall we? Game number one, we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the L.A. Chargers in a pretty interesting divisional matchup, one that will pretty much decide the AFC East, at least for the time being, should the Chargers win out. It gives them an opportunity to be that number one seed going into the AFC or going into the playoffs for the AFC West, not number one seed, but number one in their division. Excuse me. Uh, This is a pretty good matchup here. Both teams are eighth in scoring at 27 points a game. Obviously, the Chargers' well-known, poorly-ranked defense, they're actually not the worst in the league anymore, surprisingly enough. They're only 31st now, so some slight improvement there, but they do boast one of the best pass defenses. Meanwhile, it's kind of flipped when you look at what the Kansas City Chiefs do. They have a lesser pass defense in the league. They're ranked 26th. Meanwhile, their run defense is sitting at about 14th, so they're kind of like flip-flopped in what they are like with strengths and weaknesses on defense there. I think the biggest thing to look at here, though, is just how well the Kansas City Chiefs are able to convert their third downs. Um, They are considered one of the best in the league. Actually, I believe they are the best. Yes, they are ranked at number one. They complete 52.2% of their third down conversions. So they are best in the league at getting it done on third down when it comes to keeping drives alive. That is something that the that the LA Chargers are going to need to keep in mind going into this game. Stopping them on third down is going to be vital for their success in this game. And when you look at the flip side on defense, the Chargers are actually ranked 32nd in the league in third down conversions allowed at 49.1%. So... Chiefs, one of their strengths, is one of the biggest weaknesses on defense for the Chargers here. I'm a little bit nervous for Chargers just because of injuries and things that they have going on. I have the injury report pulled up right here. And uh, realistically speaking, um, there is just a lot going on for both of these teams in terms of uncertainty. Uh, the Chiefs are missing Chris Jones, Legarius Sneed, Willie Gay, Josh Gordon. Um, and then they're also potentially going to be missing Andrew Wiley, their offensive guard as well. Meanwhile, Rashawn Slater, their offensive tackle, the rookie for the Chargers is going to be out. And also there's questions on Austin Eckler, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. So there are a handful of injuries for both the teams that you have to watch. Um, I believe, what is it? They're the betting is like minus three for Kansas City. So it's a pretty tightly knit game. 
I'm going to go with Kansas City on this one. I'm a little bit nervous for the Chargers, especially because they're missing their star offensive tackle. That really worries me. And also, this is not the same Kansas City team they ran into earlier this year. It seems that the Chiefs have kind of adjusted and gotten themselves in a better position as to where they were the first time these two teams met. I do give the slight edge to Kansas City, but this is totally a game where I could see the Chargers coming out on top as well and maybe getting their first sweep of the Chiefs since 2013. Next game up on the list, we are looking at the Raiders versus the Browns. This is a Saturday night, or excuse me, Saturday afternoon game, I guess. Yeah, because this is the this is the 4:30 game. Um, the Browns are sitting at minus three for this one here. The over under is actually at 40 points for this one, so a little bit of a lower number there. Um, ultimately speaking. This is kind of a, this is like one of those wash games because the Raiders have won games that they probably shouldn't have and then have also lost games that they shouldn't have. Meanwhile, the Browns are kind of in the same boat with this situation here. Statistically speaking, they're both fairly similar in some things, except the one thing that I will point out that I think is going to be the deciding factor for this game is that the when you look at the uh, Raiders' run defense, they are ranked 26th in the league. So they're allowing about 125 yards a game. That's probably their... The, 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 it's literally... The, well, not probably. It is the strength of the Cleveland Browns here. And so when you think about what the Browns do well and how they manage games with that running game, you have obviously have Nick Chubb back there. He's rolling. He's doing his thing. I think that puts the Raiders in a really tough spot. It kind of feels like the wheels have fallen off the wagon with the Raiders. So... This one, not too hard of a decision for me. I think I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. It almost feels like while, you know, the Raiders are still in the running for a playoff spot, they're already sitting at seven losses. They would realistically have to win out and have a handful of things fall in their favor to really have a shot at even getting into like that seven, six, or five seed. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns on this one. I think they're a clear favorite, especially with the fact that the Raiders just cannot stop the run. And that is literally what the Browns do best. They're just going to probably employ a running attack that just goes all over that defense and then you know try to minimize how much Baker Mayfield has to do because obviously he's still dealing with some injuries next up on the list we are looking at the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts renewing a rivalry um I believe the Colts have not beaten the Patriots since about I want to say like 2009 honestly speaking yeah, I, th- I think that's, ab- that's about right because I don't think they've beaten them since Peyton Manning has left the Indianapolis Colts. So the think of that statistic as you will. Um, Colts are minus two and a half going into this game, which is pretty surprising in my opinion. I favor the Patriots in this one just a bit. Uh, I really like what the defense is doing over there in New England. I think that they are the better defense of the two teams. So for the fact that even Vegas is betting on Indianapolis and, and this, I mean, I get the game is in Indianapolis, but I don't know, man. A home field advantage is one thing. The Patriots have, you know, a very long list of recent success for the last, you know, 10, 11 years against the Indianapolis Colts. Granted, this is a new team. Colts have Jonathan Taylor, strong running game. Um, there's not a ton of injuries for the Colts. So that is one thing. They're going in, going into this game with a very healthy roster. So there is that working in their favor. Meanwhile, there's a ton of just like limited participants and things like that that are on the injury report for the Patriots. So I think the biggest thing here going into this game is that the Colts are very, very healthy in this one. Really with only like there's two people on their injury report. That's not even injury related. It's like illness and then a non-injury thing with Kylan Granson. So, I mean, you're going into a game with a really healthy team. Both teams are in a really good spot to make the playoffs. The Patriots more so than the Colts. I think the Colts need this game a little bit more. Meanwhile, the Patriots obviously looking at trying to maintain their number one seating that they currently hold in the AFC. 
I think for this one here, I mean, both teams are really good at takeaway. Uh, I mean, with takeaways, plus 10 for the Patriots and then plus 13 for the Colts. They are ranked sec, uh, third and first, respectively there. Patriots at third, Colts at first. This is going to be a really good game. Uh, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to the Colts trying to run the football effectively. I, they they said that they're going to try to make the game one-dimensional for the Patriots offense and force Mac Jones to win the game. I don't know if that's the recipe for success, but I think that the Patriots are going to be able to come out the winners in this one. I trust in Bill Belichick. I trust in the Patriots. I really like what they're doing. They have built a really good team this season after their you know one little slip-up year last year after Tom Brady left. I like the Patriots. I think they can get the job done. Next up, we are looking at the Panthers versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, this is an interesting one here. The Buffalo Bills playoff hopes are pretty much riding on the line. There are so many teams that can kind of slip in and out of the playoffs right now because there are a handful of 7-6 and six and 6-7 six and seven teams. The Bills on a couple game losing streak. They are minus 10 favorites in this game. Um, and, and honestly, I don't really think that there's much of a threat for the Panthers to win this game. I'm very concerned about the offense over there in Carolina. I was hoping that maybe with more time, the offense would start to look better with Cam Newton at the leading position of the quarterback spot, but unfortunately, it does not seem like that's going to be the case. Even Carolina came out and said that they're they're planning on playing both P.J. Walker and Cam Newton as necessary going through the games, which in my opinion, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I think that's a that's a pretty pretty old saying there that rings pretty true in my opinion. Um, and if you're swapping your quarterbacks in the NFL, that's not a recipe for success. I, honestly speaking, I, w- I wasn't really too in on the know of the whole situation, but when they fired Joe Brady, a lot of people seemed like they did not think he was the issue. And at this point, it doesn't really seem like he's the issue. It seems like it's more of a talent issue at one of the most or the most important positions of the NFL. Um, it, I mean, when you look at the numbers and everything, it's it's uh, not super tightly knit. Carolina's ranked 28th in uh, takeaway differential. They're at negative eight. Meanwhile, the Bills are sitting at plus eight, seventh. Um, and then the defenses, both are fairly close in numbers here. Uh, Carolina's first at pass defense. Meanwhile, the Bills are at second. Um, it's a fairly close close numbers wise when you look at that. But I think the biggest differential here is probably points scored a game where, you know, Carolina isn't even at 20 points a game and they're ranked 24th. Meanwhile, Buffalo is sitting at about 28 points a game. They're in the top 10 over there. So I'm going to give the favorite the the win on this one here. I think I'm going to go with Buffalo winning their game in Buffalo. Home field advantage, very clear-cut victors here, in my opinion. It would be a shame for the Bills to drop this game, and hopefully they don't, but I expect them to come out a win, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive and move to 8-6. and six. Next up, we have ourselves... <clears throat> Excuse me here. My computer keeps making these sounds. Um, we have ourselves... The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Denver Broncos. Again, two teams with playoff hopes riding on basically how the rest of this AFC is going to kind of shake out here. Both teams are seven and six. Broncos got a big win last week. Meanwhile, the Bengals took a tough loss to the San Francisco 49ers. The Broncos are minus one and a half favorites. This is another one of those kind of wash games where I don't know if you can really pick out a favorite here. The Bengals feel like they're better than their seven and six record. So that is something that that kind of like sits in the back of my mind is when I see their seven and six record, it almost doesn't make sense to me because I've seen them play really well, but I've also seen them lose games that I don't think they should have lost. And just like the like the game last week against the 49ers. They were losing pretty much all game. They stormed back to take it to overtime. And the fact that you didn't just put the game away in overtime and you settled for that field goal and it ultimately lost you the game, I mean, 
you got to win those Cincinnati. If you want to be a playoff team and a true contender, you got to win those games. Same for the Broncos. They have games that they've won that, that you're pretty surprised about. They've also lost games that you're pretty surprised about because of the games that they've won. Um, this one, I think, is going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I think the over-under is sitting at 44, so not a high-scoring game. I could see both teams probably getting somewhere around 20-some-odd points or so. But, I mean, both teams have pretty solid defenses. The biggest weakness here, though, is the pass defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the reason I bring that up is because the Broncos are not necessarily the best team through the air. So the fact that they're going to have an opportunity to go against a team that's really not good at stopping the pass is going to benefit them greatly. It is in Denver as well, and if there's one thing that everyone knows, it's that some teams tend to struggle playing up at mile high, especially with that thinner air. It's tougher to breathe. The Broncos obviously being far more used to it, as that is their home field. That is where they practice and everything as well. There is a ton of injuries going through this game as well with like a lot of just like limited or did not participate, things like that. Illnesses, non-illnesses. I mean, you look at the injury report for both of these teams, they are fairly long, so... I think that this one's kind of a wash game. Hard one to pick, I would say. I think, though, I like the Bengals a little bit more. Despite the fact that it is in Denver, I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. I'm not really sure on this game, to be honest with you. And could I see the Broncos pull an upset on this one? I think it would make them an upset, despite the fact that they are technically favorites at minus one and a half. It's kind of like a swing game at this point. I'm going to go Bengals. I like Cincinnati for this one. Next up, we got Cardinals at Lions. Not a ton of, for me to really go into. At this point, the Lions are kind of racing to the number one pick in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Cardinals just dropping a game this past week to the Rams. They need to get the W to continue to stay into that horse race that is the, the number one seed in the NFC. There's three teams at 10-3 and three for the NFC. The AFC has their three teams at 9-4. and four, So it's like that number one seed really being chased after by both conferences. Cardinals obviously in the mix for the NFC. They're minus 13.5 favorites. I expect the Cardinals to get the win here. I don't have a ton to get into. It'd be a massive upset, to be honest with you guys, the Lions win. But ultimately, the Cardinals are the better team. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is out. That is going to be a pretty big thing to keep an eye on and see how that affects their offense. So they are 2-1 and one without him being in the fold. So there is that to go off of. They have been successful despite the fact that they were missing him and Kyler Murray at some point during the season as well. So... I'm still going to go with the Cardinals as the favorites. I'd, I'd be shocked to see them not win this game. I Talent-wise, coaching-wise, everything, I'd, I'd say that they're a little bit more ahead of the Detroit Lions. Next up, we're looking at two of the worst teams in the league going head-to-head. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans, where obviously the Jaguars do not have a head coach. They are also now playing in Houston as well. I think just, just you know, with all the circumstances that are going on right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, this game does... I'm sorry, it's not in Houston. It's in Jacksonville. Um, Regardless, though, I think with everything going on, all the drama that the Jaguars have been dealt with, the the lack of talent, the lack of good coaching, and now who's going to take over the game? The Jaguars are minus three and a half favorites for this game. I don't know if that's prior to the announcements of Urban Meyer and everything being changed. I'm actually going to double check that because I'm pretty curious to see if that's changed since last night. Let me see here. That's not what I was looking to click on. Um... 1 p.m. game. Let's see if this has swung at all. It looks like the Jaguars are still really heavy favorites going into this one, which is pretty surprising. You know, you lose a head coach. It's a pretty big deal. Unless Vegas really thinks that Urban Meyer was the one that was holding him back. Yeah, they still have him at minus three and a half. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting, <clears throat> in my opinion. 
I think the game favors the Texans, though. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against I'm gonna go against the betting odd favorites in this one here. I think that you know, despite the fact that the Jaguars are favorites, they're at home and everything like that. Like I get it. I think that with everything going on, maybe the team's fired up and comes out strong. But I think Houston should come out winners in this one. Probably gonna eat my own foot on this game. The last time I said that, I also did. But uh, I'm gonna th- I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans on this one. This is kind of a wash game. You're picking two terrible teams trying to go against each other. Who really knows who's going to come out on top? The, the over-under is like not, not even 40 points on this one. I like the Texans. I think they can get a W out here. They've gotten a couple of wins this year, as have the Jaguars, obviously. But I'm going to go with the Texans. I think I like them in this game at, a, at, the, at the Jacksonville Jaguars for an upset W. Next up, we're looking at the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, coming off a bye week, have a nice little streak going for them. I believe they have a five-game winning streak going right now. The Dolphins are actually minus eight-and-a-half favorites here. The Jets obviously having nothing to play for. Meanwhile, the Dolphins are one of those like fringe-on-the-outside playoff teams. I think that the Dolphins should come out the winners here. It's in Miami. They are home favorites, minus eight-and-a-half favorites at that. Um, the Dolphins have played much better football the second half of the season compared to the first half. I think they've kind of figured out and found themselves uh, a little bit, especially with the rocky starts they had at the beginning of the year. Tua has looked really good since coming back from his injury. He's looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket. The Jets, Zach Wilson, that whole situation, Zach Wilson has not really looked great. Um, I actually have a state of the Jets video that we'll be doing coming out fairly soon as well because they are one of the first teams knocked out of the playoffs as well unsurprisingly um but yeah i think i'm gonna go miami on this one not a ton to really get into statistically speaking the jets the jets are one of the worst in takeaway differentials sitting at negative 16 they're 31st ranked in the league meanwhile miami's actually split even at zero they're ranked 17th or middle of the pack the jets have committed a lot of turnovers this year and on top of that i just don't really see them offensively getting much going against the dolphins team that has again played some better football defensively gotten a little bit better in this later portion of the year they're actually eighth best in the league against the run only allowing about 103 yards a game so i like miami next up we're looking at the cowboys taking on the giants this is a pretty interesting matchup here uh more so because these interdivisional nfc east games tend to get a little bit more chippier and they tend to be a little bit more competitive uh the washington football team actually made a pretty close comeback game against the cowboys just last week the giants are sitting at four and nine going up against the cowboys who are nine and four the Giants are so weird because they've lost, obviously they've lost a ton of games. They have nine on their record there, but they have four wins um, and they have four wins against some interesting teams. But ultimately speaking, I don't really think that the Giants have the firepower. And also Daniel Jones has not really looked good to really keep up with the Dallas Cowboys. This is one of those trap games though. It's in New York. I could totally see the Dallas Cowboys taking an upset loss here out of nowhere, just because they're playing the Giants. I like those that whole division, I feel like those rivalries run deep and those teams play each other a lot better than they do anybody else. But Dallas is the clear favorite. Again, they're minus 10 and a half favorites. And and despite the fact that it's in New York, I think Dallas comes out the victors in this game. But do not be surprised. This is one of the games I kind of circled as like an this is like an upset worthy game where it's 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 NFC East. Those games get chippy and the rivalries, like I said, they run deep. I could see the Giants pulling out some crazy upset, but I think the Cowboys, even if they're in New York, do come out the victors. They have a lot on the line, playoff spots, playoff, you know, number one seed contention. If, if some of those 10 and three teams drop, I like the Cowboys. I think they get the job done in New York. Next up, we got Washington and Philadelphia. Uh, This game, 
This one, I'm not really sure about who's going to win, to be honest with you guys. Eagles are minus five favorites. Um, statistically speaking, the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorites. I mean, they play a lot a lot of things better than the Washington football team do. They are actually first in the league in rushing yards, still at 160 a game. They're also just outside the top 10 in defensive rankings as well for both Pasty and Rundy. Meanwhile, the Washington football team can't stop the pass. Their run defense is the fifth best in the league, surprisingly, even though they've had a pretty they had a pretty rough start to the season. Turnovers have really hurt the Washington football team though, and on top of that, when it comes to points scored a game, the uh, the Washington football team sitting at 23rd with only 20 and a half points a game. So not a ton of scoring going on over there from Washington. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles right outside the top 10, just under 26 points a game forced. Um this is another one of those games where I'm not 100% sure. There are some fairly large injury reports on this one as well. A lot of like either did not participate or like questionable players. Jordan Howard is going to be out for the Eagles, so there is that. But I don't know. I don't know. Um I'm going to go I think with Philadelphia on this one. Both teams are 6 and 7. The Eagles are the betting favorites and it is in Philadelphia. I feel like if either of these two teams like if you're trying to figure out who has a better shot at making the playoffs or even like just like being one of those teams that just misses, I think it is the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington has been one of those teams that has been more of a disappointment than anything else. I love Washington. I loved the defense that they had last year. I don't know what happened to that defense. The run D has been outstanding. It's been stout. They've been really good. But that that pass rush just kind of disappeared. I thought that they upgraded the secondary as well going through the offseason. I don't know what happened there with that pass defense. The pass rush is just not, not what it should have been. Obviously, injuries and things kind of slowed them down later on through the season. But early on when they were healthy, they still weren't really getting the job done. I like Philadelphia in Philadelphia for the win. Next up, we got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Titans are minus one and a half favorites. The game is in Pittsburgh, though, so they are away team favorites going into this one here, sitting at nine and four in that three-way tie for first place. Obviously, the Patriots, though, are holding the number one seed at the moment with the tiebreaker with a win over them. This is a game that's going to be interesting. Um, the Steelers, man. What a weird season they have had. I mean, they have lost games. They've won games. They tied to the Detroit Lions. There is just like a lot of uncertainties, I would say, going into this game here. And I don't necessarily know who's going to come out the victor because they're, the Titans are still dealing with some injuries that I think, whoa, sliding down the board here, um, that, I, that could potentially cost them this game, especially if the Pittsburgh Steelers come out and they play well. They're trying to not miss the playoffs here. This is a game that Pittsburgh must win. Meanwhile, the Titans can afford to drop a game or two and still stay in the playoff race. They're still two games up over the Indianapolis Colts with a tiebreaker over them, having swept them through the through the season. So, I mean, the Titans have room to lose and still win their division. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers in a hotly competitive AFC North must win this game. It's in Pittsburgh as well. You have to believe the Pittsburgh faithful are going to be there. I don't really want to bet against the Tennessee Titans, though, because they have won games despite all of these injuries that they have. Oh, man, this is a close one. Um. <sighs> I'm just looking at like injuries and stuff like that. <clears throat> there are a lot of people on the Titans that are still out. TJ Watts questionable. Joe Hayden, Kevin Ratter. Mm. Man, this is a close one here. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I'm going to go against the betting odds here. Titans are only one and a half favorites going into this game. 
I think I like ten- I like Tennessee. Don't get me wrong. They've been playing really well. And again, they've been winning a lot of games. They're still dealing with a lot of injuries, though. And it's not like Pittsburgh can't put up points. They lost last week in a game where they were able to put up 28 points in the fourth quarter and nearly put up the 36 they needed to tie the game if it wasn't for Chase Claypool and his celebrating. And I've talked to, uh, at length about that already. So if you're wondering why I'm saying that, I do blame Chase Claypool for the ending of that game there. But... Yeah, I think I'm going to go Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. There's more on the line for the Steelers. I think they need the win more than the Titans do. Obviously, the Titans want to try to race and fight for that AFC AFC number one seed, but I think the Steelers just have more on the line, and I could see them coming out winners in this game. Next up, we're looking at the Seahawks and the Rams. Um, The Seahawks are sitting outside the playoffs, kind of on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, the Rams getting a big win over their division rivals just this past week. The Rams are minus six favorites, and the game is in L.A. There has been a lot of struggling from the Seattle team. They have a couple-game winning streak going on right now. They've won the last two games. I, I don't really have a ton of thought going into this one here because I really feel like the Rams should be coming out the winners in this game. I would be shocked to see Seattle kind of turn around and win this game. Defensively, they have not been really good this year, and obviously offensively, they've been very wishy-washy and not... They have not been consistent. Even when Russell Wilson is under center, they have lost games that you would not have expected them to lose with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback. I like the Rams going into this one, especially with the fact that it's in LA. The Rams are fighting to try to get into that number one seed spot. Obviously, there's three teams above them sitting at 10 and three, but all they need is a loss and you know a loss or two from some of those teams that are only one game ahead of them. And they have a good shot at locking in even just like a number two seed. So they could have more than likely home field advantages, depending on how things shake out when the playoffs go through. But I like the Rams. I don't, you know, as I'm, as I'm saying this, it makes me less and less confident about it because the NFC West is one of those divisions where these teams play each other differently than they do anybody else. This is another one of those, like the NFC East and the NFC West are those, those kind of divisions. And the Rams and Seahawks have an interesting history. I like the Rams, though. The Rams have won the last five, or four of the last five that these two teams have played against each other. The Rams actually beat them this year, too. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Rams. I like the Rams at this in this game. I think Seattle's been struggling a lot, both offensively and defensively. The Rams kind of finding their stride last week, beating the, a tough divisional rival in the Arizona Cardinals. Give me L.A. Next up, we're, we got Packers and Ravens. This will be an interesting one because we don't necessarily know yet if Lamar Jackson is going to play. He suffered an ankle sprain last week against the Cleveland Browns. So if if that is the case that he is not playing, obviously they're going to be starting a backup quarterback. The game is in Baltimore, but the Packers are minus five favorites going into this one here. If Lamar Jackson was in this game, I think it would make things a lot closer. I think, though... Just with with the uncertainty and also the fact that the Ravens are one of the worst pass defenses in the league and their secondary is completely obliterated right now, I think Green Bay could honestly be a heavier favorite than they already are at minus five, and I'm sure that that's probably going to pull away. I could see them being a minus six or even closer to minus seven come game time, especially if Lamar Jackson isn't going to play. I like the Packers going into this one into Baltimore. I think that Aaron Rodgers, got he got pretty hot last week going up against the Bears defense that has been decent at times throughout the season and has played Green Bay fairly fairly well fairly I stress fairly uh, but I do like the Packers going into this one here I think they get the job done taking advantage of a, of a secondary that is just in ruins over there in Baltimore and especially if Jackson's not in the game forget about it it's Packers it's Packers all day 
Next up, we got the Falcons at the 49ers. So the 49ers fighting for a playoff spot at 7-6. and six. Meanwhile, the Falcons are also trying to keep themselves in the hunt at 6-7. and seven. It is in San Francisco. San Francisco is minus 9 for the spread here. Um, I don't... The Falcons are a weird team, man. They, they've won... They, they they have been like on the outside of the playoffs or just on the outside. And at some point, like the number seven seed a few times going into this one, they have a fairly healthy roster. They do have some injuries that they're dealing with here. I think the loss or the, the loss or potential of not having Cordero Patterson might hurt them. I don't know. Is he still, is that, that's an old injury report. Actually, let me pull this up here. We're looking at San Francisco and we're looking at Atlanta. Let's see here. So yeah, that, that is an old one. Okay. Yeah. Let me, this is a more updated one here. They are. They do have some potential for a couple of missing players. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. might be out for them. He's questionable. They do have a couple of players that are out as well. Meanwhile, when you're looking at the 49ers, they just have a bunch of questionable players, and you could probably trust that somebody like Fred Warner with the playoffs on the line is probably going to be in for San Francisco despite any crazy setback that he's dealt with through the week. I'm, I think I'm going to go with San Francisco in this game. There's not too, too much for me to really get into as far as you two, these two teams go. I think San Francisco is a vastly better team than the Falcons, and especially it being at home. Despite the fact that people make jokes, the 49ers don't really have a home field advantage because since they built that new stadium over there, they don't really win too often when they're at home. Um, I, do like, I do like the 49ers going into this one here. Just looking at the numbers and everything, I mean, the 49ers are a vastly better team than the Falcons are, statistically speaking. So with the playoffs on the line, I think that Kyle Shanahan, I also trust the veteran coach over the rookie coach more so than anything else. I'm going to go San Francisco for the W. Jimmy G and the boys getting it done. Next, we have ourselves the New Orleans Saints taking on the... That's interesting because I turned that down. Uh, we have ourselves the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, for this game, the Buccaneers, clear-cut favorites in my opinion, especially with the fact that you know the New Orleans Saints do not have a starting quarterback. Taysom Hill has not really been the best quarterback for their situation. They did get a win last week, but we've kind of seen how the New Orleans Saints have looked with um, Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill at the starting quarterback position. They only have one win since they lost Jameis Winston earlier in the year. Uh, New Orleans even got the win back in October. So, I mean, th- this one, what is, what is the betting odds here? Minus 10 and a half for the Buccaneers coming out of Vegas. So Buccaneers at home, clear cut favorites going up against, you know, don't get me wrong. The Saints D tends to play Tom Brady really, really well, which is really interesting to see. And I would love to see that dissected going down through the years. Why the New Orleans Saints defense has always played Tom Brady really well, even before he was on the Buccaneers. But I mean, you have Tampa Bay, they're first in scoring. They have the first, they're first in passing yards a game. Meanwhile, when it comes to like the defensive numbers of the Saints, they're 18th in the league and allowed. I mean, this is a game where there is a recipe for success for the Buccaneers, and if they can just throw the football all over the place, dominate them up front, I think that the Buccaneers, they are clear-cut favorites in this one here. They're at home as well. Playoff Playoffs on the line, number one seed on the line. They're one of those three 10-3 teams that are fighting for the number one spot should the other teams around them take some L's. I like the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady and the boys get it done over there in Tampa Bay. The Saints dealing with so many injuries are just having a hard time keeping it together, and I don't blame them. They have dealt with injury blows at some of the worst positions. I'm going to go with seeing Tampa Bay get a W for this game. And then the final one, the Monday night football game to wrap up our 16-game slate here for this week, our first since like week three. 
we got ourselves the Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. The Vikings, man, they have been doing all that they can to stay in the hunt for the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Bears are pretty much this close to being knocked out of playoff contention. The Vikings are minus three and a half, despite the fact that the game's in Chicago. I like the Vikings a lot more than I do the Bears. I will say that the Bears did play the Packers fairly competitively up until the fourth quarter of that game last week. Or honestly, third quarter is when things really started to pull away, so I should say third. But, you know... I don't believe in Matt Nagy, and that's probably the biggest reason why I'm going to go with the pick I do going into this game. I think the Vikings do get the job done. Um, I just, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of what they've got going on in Chicago right now. I love Justin Fields, and I love him trying to fight through the situation that he is in. But I think until the Bears move on and they get a new coach and they get a new system going over there in Chicago, I just don't see them. I don't see them doing too well going forward. I think the Vikings little bit of a better system going on defensively they have been struggling so that is a good opportunity for maybe Justin Fields and the offense of the Bears to find some success maybe that happens it is in Chicago maybe the Chicago faithful can lift them up and carry them over a division rival but I think the Vikings do come out the winners here again they are minus three and a half favorites even though that they are the away team um, and I think that ultimately you know with how successful the offense has been in totality for the Vikings. I mean, statistically speaking, they are seventh best in the league in passing, 10th in rushing. And Dalvin Cook came back off that injury last week looking better than he has all season long with that 205-yard game. I could see the Vikings just just running over the Chicago Bears in this one here. The Bears are ranked 24th in the league in running yards allowed with a game at 120. I could see Dalvin Cook having a game here. So... Watch out for that last game. That's a, That one's kind of a wash. I could see the Bears getting a win, but I do think the Vikings come out victors in that one there. But that is my NFL picks for week number 15 of the NFL season. Like I said, I do have a State of the Jaguars video coming out. I also have one for the Lions and Jets that I'm working on as well for you guys. Jaguars one will be coming out first, especially with the loss of uh, Urban Meyer over there in Jacksonville. That'll be the one I want to get out soonest. So that's coming your way. I'll be doing State of the uh, Franchise videos for I'm thinking the bottom five teams of each conference, so bottom five of the NFC and AFC. So you guys can look forward to seeing some of those videos that'll be going on in between the power rankings and picks videos. I have some other ideas as well as we get closer to the playoffs, so make sure you hit that sub button to catch more of that content. But that is all I got for you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. I will see you all on the next couple of days another video. Have a good one.